Hey, Goal Achievers. Welcome to the Elite Achievement Community. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach here to demystify the goal achievement process. If you are ambitious and visionary, then let's get to work so you can maximize your potential. Hey, Goal Achievers. Happy New Year and welcome back to Elite Achievement. Now that you've done the hard work reflecting, brainstorming, and planning your 2021 goals, I want to detail three practices that can increase your likelihood of goal achievement. And for those of you that might be considering hiring a coach in the new year, I also want to provide you with a few recommendations as you interview and consider potential coaches. This time of the year is exciting. We tend to have a renewed sense of hope and anticipation as we have the entire year ahead of us to achieve our goals. It's critical, however, that we recognize the year ahead won't always be easy. And one thing we learned from 2020 is that it won't always be predictable. There will be days this year that feel harder than others. Times you might be disappointed. Feelings of fear that emerge that you need to work through and situations that could lead to frustration. Now, I realize this isn't the most super positive opening to this podcast. However, I think it's critical that we learn to become determined and committed to what is important. This determination is critical to your goal achievement. I also want to be realistic with you. And I think we can all agree that 2020 was way different than we ever thought it would be. But yet there were still people that were able to persevere and achieve. And I think it's because these individuals had practices in place that helped them with their achievement mindset, practices that helped them focus on what they wanted to achieve, and also practices that helped them pivot in the time of need. So I am going to share with you three of my favorite practices so you can develop this achievement mindset and excel in the direction of your goals here in 2021. Number one, write a short-term vision statement. Now, if you listened to the morning routine episode, this will not be the first time you hear me promote the power of a short-term vision statement. Here's what I know to be true. Just because you hear something once doesn't mean you will act or implement right away. This practice is so important that it deserves to be mentioned again and again. It's my hope that learning about a short-term vision statement once again today will inspire you to write and read your own short-term vision statements throughout the year. I've been writing short-term vision statements for about nine years. Some years, I was more disciplined about reading them than others. I have found two evolutions that have inspired me to consistently read my short-term vision statement over the last year. First, I now write my short-term vision statements quarterly. 
I know some people write one-year visions, others write their vision statements twice per year, but I love a quarterly short-term vision statement because it gives me the chance to evolve my beliefs, my habits, my processes, and my skills four different times throughout the year. Quarterly vision statements have helped me exponentially grow in the direction of my goals. Also, to be honest, I got bored reading the same statement over and over for a period of six months. I personally like shifting my short-term vision statement several times throughout the year. I find this keeps the vision statement fresh and relevant to the ways in which I am growing and evolving. Changing up my short-term vision statement quarterly has inspired me to read my statement much more consistently throughout the year. Last year in 2020, there were very few days. I'm tempted to say no days, but I know that's not exactly true. But there were very few days I skipped reading my statement because I found the statement to be exciting. I loved starting my day by connecting to what I should focus on over the quarter to achieve my goals. My version of a short-term vision statement stems from a concept in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. In the book, Hill outlines six steps for turning desires into wealth. I refer to these six steps as a guide when writing my short-term vision statements. Step one, pick a date. Your short-term vision statement should be written with a future date in mind. As I mentioned, I recommend quarterly statements. So the Q1 statement date should be set at March 31st. Step two, go back to your goal planning notes. If you still need to outline your 2021 goals, hit pause on this episode and go back to episode 13 to listen to my formula for goal setting. For your short-term vision, identify a couple of goals that will put you on pace for achieving your most meaningful calendar year goal. I tend to include business, personal, and family focuses in my short-term vision statements. Your goals should be specific. Step three, determine what you are going to give in order to achieve your goals. Consider the beliefs and habits you need to evolve over the quarter. This is where you get to be honest with yourself and write out those beliefs that hold you back, fears you need to work through, or priorities you should honor in order to achieve your goals. If you need some ideas, reference the answers to your reflection questions or review the spot analysis you completed during your goal planning session. This is also where I like to include affirmations or reminders to myself to silence the negative mental narratives. I'll also describe how I want to show up as a business owner, wife, and mama to Scarlett. I believe step three is the heart of your short-term vision statement. The more you practice writing these statements, the more this part will speak to you. One of my favorite lines that I've included in past vision statements is, I am confident, I am vulnerable, I am fierce, I am happy, and I am rich. 
And as I read these I am statements, I get a ton of energy around the direction I am growing to bring these statements to reality. Step four, write out these strategies and activities. You need to consistently execute in order to achieve your goals. Now remember, consistency does not equal perfection. Consistency means are you showing up about 80% of the time doing what you need to do in the direction of your goals? In step four, you might also consider processes you need to put in place or skills you need to build. Keep the activities simple. It is so easy to get distracted with quick fixes or the next best idea, but after coaching hundreds of people to achieve their goals, I can say it's often the basic and fundamental activities repeated over and over that lead to success. Step five is to write out what you wrote for steps one through four in paragraph form. The key to success is making sure your statement isn't too long to read daily. I also like to insert quotes from books I've read or podcasts I've listened to or even conferences I've attended as extra inspiration. Step six is to read your statement daily. Hill actually recommends reading your statement twice, once in the morning and once at night before you go to bed. To be honest, I have yet to develop the discipline of reading my statement twice per day. But I do start my day by reading my short-term vision statement. And when I was first building this habit, I set a daily reminder on my phone to prompt me to read my statement just in case I forgot. I also kept my statement in a frame next to my bed. I wanted to set my environment up in a way that reminded me and inspired me to connect to my short-term vision statement. All right, practice number two. Practice number two is to implement peer accountability calls. At this point, you have clear goals. You know why you want to achieve your goals but you might still struggle to follow through. Why is that? Well, goal achievement often requires us to get out of our comfort zones. We need to get uncomfortable, work through fear, or take risk. When we set our goals, we are usually super excited and actually over-anticipate our ability to follow through and achieve. As we progress on our goal achievement journeys, we can get derailed, off track, and sidelined by fear. Having a weekly peer accountability call is a surefire way to maintain your initial goal enthusiasm and receive the support you need to act courageously in the direction of your goals. This year, I've started my Mondays with a peer accountability call to set myself up for success and motivate me to keep taking steps in the direction of building my business. My peer, Meredith, is a dear friend. We've been friends for somewhere around 16 years. The exact moment our friendship was established escapes both of us. 
We were both in the first year of leading and growing our businesses when we decided to start these peer accountability calls. We both left corporate roles with a lot of comfort and predictability to ride this roller coaster of entrepreneurship and thought we could really benefit from connecting regularly to discuss what is happening in our business. I appreciate that Meredith and I do not serve the same clients or even work in the same industries. This was by design. I specifically wanted to receive feedback on growing my business from someone who is also growing a business, but is able to provide a different perspective. If you are looking to grow yourself or take your business to the next level, here is how you can establish your own peer accountability calls. Identify your accountability partner. This should be someone you are excited to connect with weekly and are open to sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly. Honesty is key. There should be a desire in your heart to follow through on your commitments in order to avoid disappointing your accountability partner. In other words, if you care deeply about this person and don't want to let him or her down, then you're on the right track of identifying your peer accountability partner. You should pick someone that is a peer. A mentor is someone that's ahead of you that can teach you how to get to where you want to go. A peer is in the grind right along with you. Schedule your calls. My peer accountability calls used to be on Fridays to debrief the week, but we switched to Mondays and I love it. I use these calls to set commitments for the week ahead that align with the priorities I identified in my Friday ritual. It's the perfect way to jump back into the work week with some inspiration and some support. The calls are set on repeat each Monday with no end date. Of course, we adjust our calls as needed, but having them on our calendars means we are much more likely to maintain the momentum of these calls. Peer accountability calls only work if you are consistently keeping the calls. Plan out your agenda. It can be very tempting to turn these calls into social reconnects. However, after a brief catch-up, we dive into business. We rotate who shares first based on who has a pressing business problem to solve or when to celebrate. If you are just getting started, I recommend rotating who shares first each week. Our call agenda includes sharing wins, discussing challenges, reviewing our prior week's commitments, and setting new commitments for the week. There is no shame in our game. If one of us doesn't fulfill a commitment, we work to understand why and discuss ways to avoid the same outcome in the future. I've learned this year that if I don't honor a commitment for a couple of weeks, it's usually because there is fear present and I need to work through and talk about this fear on this peer accountability call. Neither one of us are perfect, but we found that we thrive when we are able to support one another and challenge with care. 
it has been so critical to hear someone else's perspective of my progress, to hear someone else share ideas on how I can grow my business, and to have someone to discuss the struggles of growing a business with on a weekly basis. And the last thing I will say about peer accountability calls is expect your relationship to evolve over time. Our peer accountability calls started as monthly calls, but then evolved into weekly calls when we both recognized we could benefit from a higher touch point of communication. Having the foundation of friendship and understanding of one another's goals makes these weekly calls incredibly meaningful and one of the most important meetings of my week. The third practice I recommend you implement for success in 2021 is to establish an intentional development plan. Identify books to read, podcasts to listen to, or courses you want to take in the new year. As you strive to achieve your 2021 goals, there are likely some new processes you need to implement or skills to build in order to achieve your goals. Pick one thing to start learning and identify the books, podcasts, or courses that can teach you that topic. There is a wealth of information available to all of us, and so much of this information is free. In 2019, I had a goal to listen to one podcast per week. By the end of the year, I developed a rotation with some of my favorite podcasters, Rachel Hollis, Ed Milet, Jenna Kutcher. And looking back, I now realize I went through a crash course on starting a business by listening to these experts. Surround yourself with subject matter experts to absorb information that will be helpful on your goal achievement journeys. Pay attention to how these experts think, what they believe, how they spend their time, and influencers they are following so you can catapult your own growth. Another way you can catapult your growth in the new year is by collaborating with a coach. I've had the opportunity to hire a couple of coaches throughout my career so far. And I can say they have been without a doubt some of the best investments I've made in my business and in my career growth and development. If you are considering hiring a coach, I recommend you interview three coaches. Having three different initial conversations with potential coaches will allow you to uncover different styles and personalities. There are many different coaches and coaching styles in the marketplace to help you achieve your goals and objectives. I recommend interviewing three coaches because it gives you a chance to experience some of those different styles, but it's not too many interviews that you are left unable to make a decision. When I hired my first coach, I got a referral from a trusted friend. I found someone to interview online. And I found someone within my network to have a conversation with. Each coach is going to have a different style, a different program, a different way to help you achieve your objective. So as you go into these interviews, I recommend you spend some time answering a couple of questions for yourself. 
you should be able to answer very clearly why you want to collaborate with a coach. And I think this has to be a very personal decision. I have coached people who've been told they need to hire a coach and they do it based on that feedback and they sometimes don't take it as seriously. But if you know you really want to partner with a coach to grow yourself or grow your business, it can be a game-changing investment. You should also be able to describe what you want to achieve by partnering with a coach. Being able to answer what you want to get out of your coaching experience is going to help you identify the right coach. Each coach is going to have a different specialty or a different area of focus. I focus on helping my clients achieve breakout performances. I am the coach to hire if you know you have big goals you want to achieve and you need a partner to help you create a plan to achieve those goals, help hold you accountable to achieving those goals, help you brainstorm ways to achieve those goals. I am not the right coach for everyone. But if you are able to answer what you want to achieve by partnering with a coach, it's going to definitely help you narrow down your choices. I would also encourage you to think about your past coaching experiences. If you played sports growing up, you've probably worked with a lot of coaches in the past, or perhaps you've even hired your own coaches before. You should be able to articulate what you liked from your past coaching experiences and what you did not like from your past coaching experiences. This will also help you narrow down and identify the right coach for you. Last, it's important to understand the details of the coaching relationship. Are you engaging in a very specific program with weekly content or will your coaching experience be more conversational? Will you be working on a contract or will you be working month to month with your coach? What does the communication in between coaching sessions look like? Will there be an additional charge to connect with your coach in between your scheduled sessions? And of course, understand the investment that you are going to be making. And I very intentionally use the word investment because hiring a coach is absolutely an investment in yourself and your growth and your development. And the right coaching partnership can help you receive that investment back perhaps tenfold. Once you have spent some time thinking about why you want to collaborate with a coach, what you want to achieve by partnering with a coach, some of your past coaching experiences, you're ready to dive in and start having some interviews. It's my hope that the information I shared today is helpful as you strive to achieve your goals in the new year. Coming up this month, you are going to learn from a LinkedIn expert. This is an interview you don't want to miss as we uncover ways that LinkedIn can help you establish your brand, grow your network, and build your businesses. With that, goal achievers, keep celebrating your weekly wins, noting your lessons learned, and identify your priorities for next week 
so you can consistently progress in the direction of your goals. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you are feeling inspired and want to join the Goal Achievers community, visit my website to sign up and get connected. We can also connect socially on Instagram. Follow me at Meet Kristen Burke. Links are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and share this show. Until next time, Goal Achievers, keep progressing towards your goals and celebrate those weekly wins. 